to your feet and while you're standing, go ahead and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 9 in your Bibles. 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. When you get there, you can say amen. I want to start reading in verse number 24. And it reads, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty, Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection. Least when I have preached to others, I myself should not become disqualified. Pray. Father, we thank you. We praise you, Lord, for all your goodness. All of your mercy, God, all of your faithfulness, Lord. We, we bless your name this morning. God, we thank you for your word. Your word, Father God, ignites us. It excites us because, Father, heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will stand and have stood the test of time. So, Lord God, we position our hearts to hear what the Spirit has to say to each one of us as it relates to winning in the mind. So, Lord, we just welcome the Holy Spirit to come and and do in us what only you can do. And, And, God, we pray this morning, God, that having heard the word, that, Lord, we will not leave this place the same, that we we would be changed, that walking out of these doors, God, that there would have been a change in our lives that would bring us the kind of fruit that will glorify your name. Father, we thank you. We love you. We anticipate you speaking to us right now. And all God's people said amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. As I said at the beginning, near the beginning of the service, that this is Olympic season, and we're starting a brand new series entitled Run to Win. And this is Olympic Olympic times. How many of you like the Olympics? How many of you really get excited about the Olympics? I really love it. Personally, I really like the track and field. Uh, so many athletes from all over the world, they come together, they train, some of them for many, many years. They're beating their bodies so that they can come and they can perform. And they are, as the scriptures say, they are gunning for a, a perishable goal. But how many know that God wants us to be gunning for a spiritual goal? And that, and that is that God wants us to win. So what does winning look like for you as a Christian? What does that really look like? And as we said before, God really does want us to win. He wants us to win with our children. God wants our marriages to be good, healthy marriages. Can everybody say amen to that who's married? God wants us to win in our relationships, that our relationships are healthy. That he want us to win, as I said earlier, in our finances. When the Bible says that we are more than a conqueror, how many know that means that you are supposed to be overcoming stuff all the time? 
Come on, somebody say amen to that. That we're to be living a life of overcoming. And so today I want to discuss a very, very important key as it relates to winning. Now, this is foundational, and that is winning in the mind. Everybody say mind games. <laughs> Many of us have been called to do great things for God. But the reality of it is, is many of us won't achieve that because we have a losing mentality. There are some folks that imagine losing all the time. You know anybody like that? They just kind of, you know, before they get ready to do some task or something, they're, they're kind of thinking to themselves, they kind of replay it in their mind. What if I lose? Or what if they hate me? What if I fall Flat on my face. What if I go do that? I, I believe, I know, I think God has called me to do this. But what if, but, 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 but what if it doesn't work? You know, I, you know, um, I don't know. I, 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 I know I'm called, but, 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 but I got the what if disease. How many know that that is a losing mentality? How many know that we're supposed to be people that believe our God and think like a winner? You know, one of the things I like about David, David was, uh, uh, I love him for so many reasons, but, but David, how many know that David was a very confident man in his God? That David thought like a winner. And, and, and contrary to what you might think, Goliath wasn't, de Goliath wasn't defeated because of the, the stone that hit him in the head. Goliath was defeated before David even got the thing out of the slingshot. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Because David, when he saw that big Goliath, David's mentality was, who do you think you are defying the armies of the living God? Now, David's mentality wasn't, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, the giant is so big. Oh, gosh, look at, oh. Now, David looked at that giant, and David saw him, and he sized up that giant, and he says, oh, boy, today I'm going to take your head off. And I'm going to feed it to the fowls of the air. How many know David spoke that before it ever happened? Why? Because David had a winner's mentality. How many know that you can't win with a loser's mentality? Come on. You can't win thinking like a loser. See, how many know that in the kingdom of God, that, that we said a moment ago, God want us to win. Now, I want, you to, I want you to think about how that all the disciples, all the apostles, and all the trials and all the tribulations that they went through, yet and still through all of that, they came back on top. And let me tell you why. Because they had a mentality that I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to settle for the status quo. Does anybody in here like that? See, when you think about the Olympics, you know, one of the things, you know, these are the greatest athletes in the world, right? And if you talk to any one of them, None of them train to lose. In fact, I would venture out to say that when you reach that level, all they think about, brother, I'm going to win. I'm going to get out here and I'm going to run this race and I'm going to win. Having no God want his people thinking that way as well. We need to think, you know what? I'm going to win in life. I'm going to win in my marriage. My kids are going to come out on top. My church is going to prosper. I'm, listen, I'm going to be in good health. I'm going to win, win, win. And let me tell you something. This is the attitude. When you talk about the issues of faith, everybody say faith. 
Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. But that simply means is without a winner's mentality in God, in, in terms of faith, we can't win. And there's a lot of people right now who are not winning in life, not because they don't have the skill, not because they can't, it's because mentally they're not prepared. And so what we've done is we've settled for the status quo. God has called you, some of you, to some great things, and God has dropped some things. How many believe that God has dropped some things in your spirit? Let me see your hand. Hey, you know, but, you know, but, but here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about it. You got to approach what God put in your spirit by faith. You got to activate it. You can't sit on the sideline and just wait. No, you got to step at some point. God says, I'm going to give you the land. But how many know that at some point we got to step into the land? We got to defeat some giants. Oh, and anybody been slaying some giants every now and then? So we're going to have to do that from time to time. But our winning mentality is very, very important. And, and you know, and I, I love, um, you know, I love technology. Uh, you know, we got our iPhones and you know, we got our Androids and we got our Macs and, and you know, we got our HP. You know, and, and these are some beautiful gadgets. But as powerful and as wonderful as those things are, how many know that they're not as powerful as the human mind? Because how many know humans created them with the mind that God gave them? Which is to say that our mind is powerful. They used to have a saying. Did you ever uh, remember the United Negro College Fund when they used to say the mind is a terrible thing to waste? There are some folks that are just wasting their minds. They're, in other words, they're living a subpar life. They're not rising all the way to, to, to I don't know about you, and I, I said this last week, but, but I, I want everything that God has for me. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Everything that God wants me to do, I want to do it. Right now, and I don't want nothing to stop me. And you have to have the same mindset. We all have to think that way. And I ask, and yes, I understand that some of us have been trained wrong. We've been said things, uh, been said to us that we struggle with till this day. Perhaps you were growing up and you were a kid and somebody told you, oh, you're not pretty and you're ugly or you're this and you're that. And you've been living your whole life trying to deal with self-esteem issues. Maybe you, maybe you was abused in the past and, and you can't enjoy the beauty of the relationship that you have right now because in your mind, you keep playing that movie that happened in the past and so you cannot live in the future. How many know that if you're going to be, if you're going to unlock some things in the world, you got to unlock some things in your brain. And that's what we're talking about this day in your mind. Because before Satan attacks the body, how many know he attacks the mind first? You got to understand that. So it all starts with the mind. And so Paul here gives some very athletic analogy here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. Paul says that we are called to run to win. All of us, have been, all of us are in the race. Not necessarily against each other, but I would surmise that we're in a race largely against ourselves. I'm going to let that sink into you for a moment. Many of our struggles are within. Everybody say within. Because the race that God has called me to race, listen, I'm not comparing myself to Sister Diva. I'm not comparing myself to Brother Walter. No, God has called me to run a race, and I'm going to stay in my lane, and I'm going to run my race. And I'm going to run my race 
to win. And winning for you is accomplishing what God wants you to accomplish in this life. And that goes for every one of us. And Paul says, he takes a step further. He says, we are running to obtain a spiritual crown. Now, the goals that they're running for today, how many know those goals, those gold medals, they're very nice, but they're, they're perishable. One day won't, they won't be here. But listen, this is the beautiful thing as a Christian. What we are running for, we are going to receive an imperishable. Everybody say imperishable. In other words, our, our, listen, our gold it, it stands the test of time. It's going to follow us all the way to eternity because we are running for the upward call in Christ Jesus. Paul takes it a step further. He says that I don't run to beat, he said, I don't run beating the air. In other words, Paul is saying that he runs with purpose. How many know that we are supposed to live our life with purpose? Not just, Paul, Paul's, Paul's attitude was, I'm not just wandering through life aimlessly. How many of you would say that one of the greatest gifts that God gave us when we got saved is the gift of purpose? You know, I don't know about you, when I got saved, before I got saved, I didn't have any idea what I was going to do. Even though I had a degree in college, I was still lost. It was when I gave my life to Christ, that's when I discovered purpose. How many know what I'm talking about? I found a reason why I'm supposed to be on the planet. And so I, I don't live my life beating the air. I'm very confident in who I am, and I'm very confident in what God has called me to do. And I found it right here in his word, and I'm going to pursue it until the day I die. Paul says, I beat my body. Now, let's, 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 let's analyze this a little bit. Paul says, I, I beat my body so that after preaching to others, I myself don't become disqualified. How many of you had to beat your body every now and then? Now, for some of you who know me, who have known me for a while, I've always lifted weights. But Pastor Bailey always hated running. Didn't like running. In fact, I run about a good uh, half a mile. I'm screaming, I want out of this. Ah, brother, don't want it. I mean, as soon as I start running, I mean, as soon as my feet hit the pavement, I'm thinking, when is it going to end? I, you know, you know, nice to hear people talk about a runner's high. You know, I, I got this runner's high, you know, and I, I never I never experienced that during that time. So my mindset was, man, I just want this over and I don't want to do it. And I'm only out here because I have to. I don't want to be in the whole time. How many know that, that that I never really enjoyed running until watch this. I changed my mind. See? See, now when I go run, see, I had to see, so, so watch. So now when I go running, here's the difference. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, man, this is going to be a great run today. I'm going to have a great time. Man, the weather is good. Man, this is great. You know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to be healthy. And, and, but let me tell you what had to happen first. I had to have a change of mind because my mindset before was, I hate this. Some of you right now, some of you need this. You need to hear this this morning. Some of you need to hear this. But, but watch this. So when Paul says, I beat my body, watch this. How did Paul beat his body? You can't beat your body until you get it right in your head. Because it's your head, watch this, it's your head that brings everything else in check. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? So when you come to a place when Paul says, I beat my body to make it my slave, Paul was saying, look, I had to first get my mind right because the Bible says, y'all know that verse in uh, the, the Romans 12, says, do not be conformed to this world, 
but be transformed, be transformed by the renewing of your what? Minds. Right. So this is so important because your mind will determine ultimately a lot of times where you will end up. And, And for some of us, we can't blame nobody but ourselves. And so Paul says, I got to beat my body because he, under, he understood this one thing. <laughs> that until he changed his mind, that he wasn't going to change his world. You see, I can come up here and I've seen this as a pastor over the years. And, you know, you can come up here. and We can pray for you and, and we can slap oil all on your face. <laughs> Man, we can get you speaking in tongues, have you slain in the spirit. We can have you do all that stuff. But here's the problem. If you don't have a change in a renewed mind, nothing else is going to change. See, this is what the, this is what we don't tell people. Right. We tell because we want people to get the experience. But how many you know it's more about a life change? Oh, y'all not, y'all not walking with me this morning. See, I'm not. a See, I'm one of those pastors. I'm not about experience. I don't want you to just have an experience. There are other places that would give you, you want to experience, man, go to the show, go to the concert. But when you come into the house of God, how many of you want change? How many of you want, you come to the house of God, man, I want, I, I want to change. And so, so we, we do people a disservice when we say to folk, for an example, oh, you know, we, you know, we just tell people all these wonderful things that could possibly happen, but then we let them walk out of here and they never get renewed in their mind and they stay in that same old vicious cycle, that same old sin over and over again. It is not God's will that you're walking up to the altar being prayed for the same thing over and over and over again. It is God's will that you be free. That you be free and that you get victory in your mind. This is, why, this is what it means by being transformed by renewing of their mind. Because until that happens, real change won't happen. Oh, you can fake it or you can make us think. But how many know that, that eventually what is inside of you is go, going to come out? Uh, that's just a fact. We, we all understand that to be the case. But how many know that when it comes, I want, I want you to understand something about, about your mind. That, that, that Satan has, Satan understood this all the way back in the garden. How many, know, how many of you can get a hint of what I'm talking about? All the way back in the garden, yeah. Satan was playing mind games. He understood the power of this. Look, look at Genesis, for example. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Look at this. It says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, here it is, look at this. Has God indeed said, you shall not eat of the tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, mm, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, look at this, God has said, you shall not eat it nor touch it, lest ye die. Then the serpent said to the woman, watch this, you will not surely die. For God knows, I want you to hear this now. Listen very carefully. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, so let's, let's look at this. Let's dissect this just a little bit. So what Satan, so what Satan sees is, what Satan comes and do is that he first, he presents a question. He wants her to, to question what God said. How many know that's the beginning of mind games? 
In other words, I know you've been reading the Bible. I know you've been going to church and all that. But, but did, God, did God really say that you should read your Bible every day? Did God, did God really say that you need to be in fellowship on Sunday? You need to go. Did, I mean, after all, you can fellowship at home. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't, I mean, you can be a Christian and stay at home and go to heaven after all. I mean, did God really, really say that you got to love somebody who treated you? Did God really say that you got to forgive that? Oh, I mean, you know, because your situation was most different than anybody else that has ever walked the planet. Surely God wasn't saying you to forgive this person. Surely has God said. Y'all follow me. Nothing changed, right? And he's still doing it today. And, 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 and she's sitting there, she's going, oh, hmm. Maybe you got a point. Now, but Satan doesn't stop there because now he's dropping the seed. Okay, now you got to question God. There are many of you sitting right here today, if you're honest, you question God all the time. You know what the word of God says. But how many know that people are skilled, especially the Christians, we are skilled in making the word say what we wanted to say? Are, are we, aren't we good at it? Oh, we can twist the scripture. We manipulate the script. Boy, we are Christians are good at that when we don't want to do something that we know we ought to be doing. And I'm talking about Christians that's been saved for 5, 10, 15, and 20 years. Still talking about I can't forgive them. Hello. You've been listening to the wrong voice. Uh, so Satan says, so Satan now, he knows what he got to do. So he says, here's what he says. So his, his whole point is, he wants to get Eve to think, watch this, that God has been holding back on you. In other words, Eve, <clears throat> is it possible um, that, that, that God, is, God is keeping something from you? God is keeping you from having a good time. I, I, had, a, I had a man one time to come to me. He said, Pastor Bailey, he, said, he, says, he says to me, he said, I don't understand. He said, he said look. He said, I, 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 I like women, and why would God create women and if he didn't want me to be with them? Them, plural. And so, so Satan comes along, and he makes us think that, and here's what he said to me, that, 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 that you know, you, you just don't want me to have a good time. God want me to enjoy myself. Ain't nothing wrong with having a little bit of fun. Ain't I right about it? Ain't nothing wrong with getting drunk every now and then. Ain't nothing wrong with skipping out on your wife every now and then. Ain't nothing wrong with cussing. Ain't nothing wrong with punching somebody in the every now and then. After all, I'm just human. Ha <laughs> ha. Boy, y'all know the devil is a liar. So saying the whole thing, and he does it with us. He wants us to think, man, that God, God, maybe God missed it on this one. Maybe God is trying to keep something from you. And Eve simply said, now watch. And Eve said, you know, like a lot of Christians do today, you're right. Now, how do we know you're right? How do, why do we say that? Because she followed along. And she obeyed. Because watch this, because Satan knew this. If he can get the mind, he can change the action and the attitude. Now watch this. Now watch. So what happened? When Satan did 
that when he came, he planted it to her and she received it. All of a sudden now, when she ate the fruit, did what God told her not to do. Now remember, you change the mind, you change the action. Before, she had, they had sweet communion, sweet fellowship with God, right? I mean, walking. I mean, how, 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 how many of you know that we're going, back, we're going back to a time where we won't have to pray to God anymore when we, when we finally be with him? That we won't have to seek him for hours? And, you know, how many know that's a result of, this, of sin? But, that's, but can you imagine, man, they just like, how you doing today, God? God talking back, how are you, my son? How are you? I mean, just, just flowing, I mean, relationship. That's the way it was meant to be. It was meant to be that way. All of a sudden now when she did this, she did what? Remember? The mind changed. The action changed. Eve, Adam, where are you? What were they doing? Hiding. But they weren't hiding before. You follow what I'm saying? They were walking with God. All of a sudden, their mind changed. They got out of place with God mentally, and it changed their actions. Here's what I'm trying to get you to see. Satan knows this better than a lot of Christians do. He played mind games with us all the time. He's sitting there, and, and all the time, and, and people, man, I mean, the devil drops suggestions through people, through circumstances and situations, and man, and, and we got, yeah, you, you, you're right. How many of you, how many, by show of hand, come on, how many of you have, you know what God's word says in some cases, but you just decide you ain't going to do it anyway? Come on, let's be honest. Come on, come on. Now, shame on us, because we ought to know better, and we understand that that is a hindrance to the flow of what God want to do in our lives. Because God is not going to move. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. How many know we got to move with God? In this case, they moved away from God. Why? Because their mind wasn't in the right place. I want to surmise you today that a lot, of, a lot of Christians, their minds are not in the right place. And so instead of seeking God, they're running away from God. They're hiding. They're not, they're not maximizing their potential because they bought into the line and suggestion, and the suggestion of the enemy. Let's take this step further. How many know that a defeated mind equals a defeated outcome? All right, let me say it again. A defeated mind equals a defeated outcome. Y'all remember in Numbers chapter 13, when it, I don't have time to read all of it, but y'all remember when, 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 when Moses sent the spies out into the land of Canaan to spy out the place? Check it out. God already said, I'm going to give it to you. How many know? That when God says something, you can bank on it. Some of y'all, a couple of y'all got that. How many know that God, when God says something's going to happen, how many know you can bank it? It's going to happen. Because God is faithful to his word. So he said to the children of Israel, you're going to get the land. It's yours. Now, all I want you to do, I want you to go out and spy the land because I'm going to give you a strategy. Everybody say strategy. I'm going to give you a strategy to defeat the enemy. Sent out 12 spies. Now, you will, you will want them to be 12 leaders, right? Strong, you know, faith-filled, going out there, spying out the land, and come back and looking at that land and saying, Ooh, boy, it's going to be good. Oh, what God got for us. Oh, man, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be amazing. Some of us look at the stuff God got for us and you scared. Oh, no. I don't know if God really want me to. I don't know. Can I really have it? No. 
I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm not, you know, because you've been told what you're supposed to be. Because your mind ain't been renewed yet, so you're still stuck in the past. You're still stuck. You might be redeemed, but your mind ain't been redeemed yet. Everybody say, I got to get my mind renewed. Now watch this. Now watch. Y'all stay with me. Say amen. So, so watch this. Look at this. This is, this is, this is some good stuff. I got to read this. I got to read just two verses. Watch this. But this is uh, uh, Numbers 13, 31, and 33. But the men who had gone up with him said, watch this. Here the guys have come back. Now watch. We are not able to go up against the people. For they are stronger than we. Now, what changed? God already said, I'm going to give you the land. What changed is what they saw. They just saw it. And what they saw overruled what God said. See, a lot of you, what you're seeing is overruling what God said. Are y'all are still with me? So watch this. For they are stronger than we. Here's what they Oh, they're, they're stronger. Now, first of all, you ain't even swung the bat yet. You ain't even swung your fist. How do you know they're stronger? How do you know looks can be deceiving? See, what the attitude, what the attitude should have been is, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. But no, they're stronger. And watch this. Here it is, verse 32. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. I mean, all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Amnite came from the giants. And we, watch this. Here's, here's, the, here's a prophetic word that they spoke. Look at this. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Wow. So first, they, they confess that they couldn't do it. See, mentally, here's what I want you to, I want you to see, is that they were, they were defeated way before they went there. It was in their brain. It was in their mind. It was in their head. They, they, they were defeated. When they came back, when, after they saw what they saw, they didn't even sling a sword. They already said, we didn't lost. We can't win. How many Christians sitting here today saying, I, I can't do it, I can't win? You, you know, you're saying in one breath, I believe God, but in the next breath, you know, you, you ain't really following through. Oh, man, I, 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 how you doing, brother? How you doing, sister? Oh, I'm just trusting the Lord. No, you ain't. Because as soon as you said it, you didn't believe it when it came out of your mouth. You're wondering, God, what's up with you? I can't do it, God. What? I mean, you ain't being honest. And, and you know, God sees the heart. He, he sees what's really going on down on the inside of us. And so... So they release, watch this, defeat in the atmosphere. And all of a sudden, if you look at Numbers 14, all of them start having a crime party. Church, you would have thought that they had been in a fight and they had got the stuff beaten out of them. They hadn't did nothing. Nobody had even touched them. And they were, oh, I want to go back. I want to go back to Egypt. I want to go back to Egypt. I want I, I want to go by the Asia. What happened? In their minds, they were defeated. So they were in no position to fight the enemy. And watch this. How many know the Bible says the just shall live by faith, not by what you see? Everybody say faith. How many, how many of you in here like to shoot guns? I thought I'd bring, uh, 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 what do you call it, a, a prop, uh, 
but I, I, you know, it was a gun. I'm, you know, so I couldn't do that. So, but, but when I first started shooting a weapon, I remember I was in the police academy. So, so I'm in the academy, and I remember this. I'm, you know, and I never shot a gun before a day in my life. And so, like, like most people who don't know anything about shooting a gun, you get the gun, and man, you just want to aim that barrel right toward that target. And then, and I was shooting, and I had the right technique. I mean, I looked like a shooter. Let me tell you, brother. I mean, I. Had, I look good, man. Stance, I'm looking good. Take a look at my target. Ain't no bullet nowhere in sight. Like, what? What's up with that? What? And they said, they said, they said, no, Gary, because you're looking at the barrel and you're aiming the, the barrel at the target. No, you need to look at your sights and you need to put the sights on the target. Oh, revelation came. Then I began, I, I looked at my sights, and then I put my sights on the target. Bam, now I'm nailing it. Because the problem was, I had the wrong sight picture. Right. A lot of Christians, they have the wrong sight picture. And you know why? Because you're missing and you're shooting all over the place, and you're not winning, and you're missing because you're not seeing right. That's why the Bible says the just shall live by what? Faith, and not by what? Sight. We walk by faith and not by what? See? Too many of us have the wrong sight picture and we're shooting and can't figure out why I keep missing. Because, because you're not, you, you, you got to live by faith. How many know that we want to activate the things of God? You got to walk in faith. If you want God to move in your life, you want to walk in faith. If you want these seats to fill up in here, how many know we got to walk by faith, not by what we see? How many know that when I preach every Sunday, I cannot preach by what I see? Is anybody hearing me this morning? I'm preaching by faith because I got a different sight picture than some of you. No offense. So watch. So here they are. Defeated. Lost because mentally in their minds, they were already defeated. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Get that into your spirit. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And what's interesting, he said, they said that they were grasshoppers in their own sight. Therefore, folks saw them the same way. How many know that people will respond to you based on how you project to them? How many, how many have met people you know when they're weak? Come on, I'm just being honest. Weak, weak-minded. You, you see it, you know, you, you, you know it. And, 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 and because of it, watch this, the person on the other end, they already know it. They're looking at me, you, you, you. I'm going to share my faith. Oh, you know, you, you, you need to give a life to Jesus. You know, how many know that, that the chances of, of winning folks to Jesus when, you, when, you, when, when you're not confident, when, you, when you're scared, and, you know, and you're not, how many know that one time the apostles had to pray for boldness? Everybody say boldness. They pray for both because they knew that they had to be bold. They had to be confident if they were going to push the gospel. If they were going to achieve what God wanted them to achieve, they knew that they had to be confident. They knew that they had to have a strong mentality. How I many you know that we got to have the same thing? Because when people watch you and they see you as being weak and you're not, well, I'm looking at you, brother. You don't look like you believe in this faith stuff too much. Why? Why, brother? I, you know, because you, you look like you're uncertain. How many know the righteous are bold as a lion? Who's my favorite animal in all of the jungle? Boy, I love some lion. I love a lion. I just, I just love a lion. 
because they're strong. They rule over some stuff. How many know God has called us to rule over some stuff? And so we have to have a tenacious mentality. So, so watch this. So now, I'm, so now I'm closing. Now watch this. Because this, this is so important. Because I want you to think about who you are. I want you to think about yourself and how that it's very possible that the reason why you're not where you need to be is because you have stinking thinking. You have allowed yourself and you're blaming everybody else when the blame is not everybody else. The blame is you. The blame ain't even God. How many know that he's given us everything that we need to achieve success in life? We've already said before that God is committed to your success. He really is. How many of you believe that? God, God is committed to your success. But we got to get our minds right. So watch this. So how do we develop a winning mindset? Do this in a couple of minutes. How do we develop a winning mindset? Look at this. Number one, be careful of how you hear. Jesus says, be careful what you put into your spirit. This is Luke 8, 18. How many know you just can't listen to everything and everybody? How many know that some folk, you just got to know how to turn them off? Why? Because if you allow yourself to be exposed and hear anything, how many know that after a period of time, if you're around something else, it might change the way you think? I, I got I won't go there this morning. I'll, I'll behave. Y'all want me to behave this morning? Y'all want me to be pastoral? I'll, I'll be pastoral this morning. I'll just, nobody wants to, y'all want me to be, okay, I keep going. All right, so, so guard your heart because out of it flows the issue. Everybody say issues. Issues of life. So watch this. So if I'm going to develop a winning mindset, I got to be careful what I'm putting in this. I just can't let, I can't expose myself around negative stuff all the time. Anybody hear what I'm saying? There are some of us, we want positive results, but we're, my, our mind has been filled with negative stuff. So you just got to block some stuff out. Listen, ain't but so much news going to help you. Especially now, Tay. God bless you. <laughs> you know, you need to get your mind where your mind needs to be. See? Now watch this. Now, number two, watch this. Look at this. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Everybody say that with me. Faith. Come on, say it with me. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what that simply means was, watch this. Now I got to be careful what I hear, what I get in my spirit. This is important. But then I got to, I got to make sure I got, so what am I listening to? I'm going to listen to the word. Now, I can say it 15 different ways. I can try to be really sophisticated and tell you, um, read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. But it's all going to come out to the same thing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. How are you going to develop faith in God? How are you going to? Listen. If you stay out of fellowship, out of the word enough, trust me, you ain't going to have a whole lot of faith in God because your mind ain't there. Faith comes by what? Hearing, and not just hearing anything, but hearing what? Get it into your spirit. Put it on the tape. Drive with it down the road. Whatever you got. If you don't like to read it, then put it. They got CDs, podcasts, everything. I know Apple got it all. I don't know about your other phones. I know Apple got it. But they got everything to, so, you can, so it's made available to you. As nobody in here should be devoid and, and, and not have the word on the inside of them. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Then watch this. Then after you do that, 
Faith comes by hearing. So now, now what I'm going to hear, I'm going to build my life around this word. I'm going to get this in. Then here's the next part. Then you got to meditate on it. Everybody say meditate. See, meditation is about application. Let me say that again. Meditation is about application. See, what, what did God say to Joshua when Joshua, right before he, he, you know, he was going to take the land and all that? He said, Joshua, here's what I want you to do. Joshua chapter 1. I want you to get into that word. I want you to meditate on that word. Somebody said it. Day and night. Not once a year. Not once a week. Not once a month. Not whenever I feel like it. Day and night. Night and day. He says, then if you do it, boy, you're going to have good success. Why? Because meditation is about application. How many know that at some point after you heard it, hearing the word ain't good enough? Is anybody hearing that this morning? The Bible says don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a what? A doer. So after you heard it, then the attitude is, I'm going to meditate and think about it. So when I meditate, here's what I'm thinking when I'm meditating. How did this apply in my life? And God, how am I going to make this work? Because I am looking to apply. Everybody say apply. Because you won't get free until you apply. So I'm, I gotta, listen, I got to be careful what I hear. Then I got to make sure that I'm hearing the word of God. Then I got to meditate with an emphasis on application. And then here's the last one. I got to block out the negative. Now, I know sometimes it seems it could be, like, not spiritual, but so I want to say this very carefully. But, there, you know, there are some people in your life, hear me, and, and don't, don't, don't misunderstand me because I think uh, y'all know I love people. But, but, you know, there was a point in time when Jesus said that when folk ain't listening, you got to shake the dust off your feet and you got to keep moving. There are some people like that in your life. You just got to see you later. Sorry, not a goodbye, brother. I love you from afar. Watch this, because some people, if you let them, have you ever been around somebody just drag you down, all just negative, 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 and it's messing up your spirit? See, listen, what you got to do for some folks, listen, brother, I love you, sister, but look, you got to come a little higher. I just can't sit and wallow with you. We got to come up out of there. I can't do it because what God has called me to, I got a winner's attitude. If I'm trying to win the race, I don't need you whispering in my ear saying I ain't fast enough. I need somebody saying to me, oh, boy, you can do it. Get out there. Keep trying. You're a conqueror. No, you're more than a conqueror. I need somebody that's going to speak to my faith, man so that I can stand firm and achieve what God wants me to get. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying this morning? Because I want, every, I want, what, he, I want what he has for me. And so I, sometimes you just got to block out the negative. And that means sometimes you got to block out some people because they ain't ready yet. I know that. I, how many of you hate that? I mean, I, I hate, it don't even sound right, but, but trust me, it's wisdom. There's some people you just got to turn them off in your life be, 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 because, because they are not appealing to that side of you that's going to push you toward the purposes of God. Are you hearing what I'm, what I'm saying this morning? Paul said, dear, he said, what? He said, look, he said, fix your thoughts on whatever is true. This is a New Living Translation version. I like this. He said, fix your thoughts on whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovable, lovely, and whatever is admirable. He says, watch this. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So what all he's saying is, here's a mindset that we got to have, folks. This is a winning mindset right here. I'm not doubting God. I'm going to take God at his word. I'm going to be careful what I listen to, you know. I'm not going to walk by, by, by what I see. I'm going to walk by faith. 
if you're a Christian, this, if you're a Christian and you're sitting here, and I believe all of you are, if you're sitting here this morning and you've been living your life based on what you see, you ain't got much with God. You haven't gone hardly anywhere with God. I can guarantee you that. Because everything with the spirit realm must be accessed in the realm of the spirit. This is why I say to people all the time, we talk about, some of you get upset when we talk about giving. We talk about giving a lot because it is one thing that got most people in the world today, what got people hung up the most is the love of money. Somebody say amen to that. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. The love of money. So when we talk about it, we talk about it because we know that in order for you to be what God wants you to be, you got to first get free from that Big, old, mean, ugly taskmaster that's been whipping you and have control of your life because you can't serve God and serve money. You got to make up your mind which one you're going to serve. But the, the, the key thing is I want you to understand this. I want you to understand this principle. That what God requires of us and, and what we're going to do, it requires a certain mentality. And so that means that, if, like the Bible says, I'm running a race with purpose. There's just certain things I cannot do, certain things I cannot allow myself to be around. It's, you know, how many, when you talk about Olympic a- athletes, how many know there's certain things they, they don't do? They probably got to sleep well, don't they? They got to eat well, right? And they can't be wasting their time playing video games when they need to be out on the track practicing and getting ready to run. See, so many Christians are lazy in the spirit because you're not discipline. You, you haven't gotten your mind renewed, so, so we're not accomplishing much because we're doing stuff that really is not necessarily a sin, but they're just a weight. Everybody say weight. It just, you know, when a runner runs, how many know the Bible says that you'll cast off the sin and the weight? What's, well, in other words, there's some stuff that we're doing. It may not be sin, but boy, it sure is making me run a lot slower. I can do all, and that's why I mean, that's why I said some folks, you just got to get them. I mean, they just wait. Come on. I'll come back around and catch you on the second lap. <laughs> but right now, I got to go. I got, sometimes you got to do that because, you're, listen, you got to guard your spirit. Guard the purpose that God has put on the inside of you. Get a mindset. Renew your mind in the word of God. Do what he said, and you'll have, you'll have good success. Amen. Come on, you receive that. Give Jesus a praise clap. You hear about.